0: I think that chime means run. There's
1: I, I really like it. I, I have to admit, your friend's an amazing job.
0: It's pretty happy. Well, I call them friends. I haven't paid them for it yet. So, uh, <laughs> we're, in case it's not copyrighted, well, it's not copyrighted. Um, thank you to SNK Music for, that was just the draft. They're still going to master it. They're going to probably press it to vinyl. It's going to be pretty helpful, <laughs> I think.
1: Those uh, are coming back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank Shira you. and Ken, thank you so much. And, um. Uh, check will be in the mail when you send me an invoice so, <laughs> good. so hey welcome to best coast business live with andrea
1: i was good. wondering which way you're going
0: recording
2: well, in progress okay
0: we just starting to record is that what i'm <laughs> <Is>
1: <laughs> hi everyone <laughs> i'm andrea turnquist with Black real estate group at keller williams and with me today we have mr the only <laughs> you go ahead and do your thing dude
0: You know what? I'm not the only Ron Riley. It's yeah. You must
1: have googled yourself.
0: Well, no, it's weird. Even on Facebook, there's more of me. I don't know. Maybe they're pretending to be me and they're using my credit. Good luck with that. Anyway, (laughs) just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Good to be back after a few weeks. And um, you know, today we have a couple people that um, uh, sort of become friends of the Riley family and definitely near and dear to the south county chamber uh, jack and jill quint will be on later and uh it's been a while but we're going to welcome back today terry banish deputy city manager of city of tascadero and welcome terry
2: thank you hey, manitos, terry thank you <laughs> so there's a lot going on in Tascadero.
0: well yeah it's been about two months since we spoke with you so uh I, I think maybe we just want to start with what are the newest things uh, over okay. the last sixty days or so.
2: Last two days or so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, the newest, me, thing. newest things are downtown uh, La Plaza and we have and the new block shops. We have Negrante Creamery and we have um, Ancient Al Beer and Bottle Shop. And all that just opened, and we have a cidery in town, a new one called Poison Apple. So there's some new things to come check out in Atascadero. We have new retailers as well. we got a hat shop. We have um, our, let's see, Juice Boss downtown, as well as a lot of the retail bloke, new men's clothing store on Entrada. So, yeah, there's a lot happening. So visit Atascadero.com is your place to go for all of that. But we do have some fun events coming up. Um, Right now we are rolling through with our concert series. So this Saturday um, on uh, August 14th, we will have JD project and they'll be out there at 630 over at the Atascadero Lake park and that concert will go till 830. And then if you have your families and I know it's back to school and all that, Going on um, starting tomorrow, but we have our movies in the gardens, and that's Saturday night as well, starting at about eight eight fifteen when the sun sets, and they'll have a Disney movie called Raya: The Secret Garden. So if you want to bring the kiddos down, that's fun for that. Um, and then upcoming next weekend is already cruising weekend for us. So Hot El Camino cruise nights back uh, for Friday, August twentieth, starts at six thirty. If you want to register your car, nineteen fifties sixties era is what we're looking for. Um, You can register your car through 4 o'clock on the 20th, uh, 28 bucks to register your car. And then if you are really last minute, and you wanna go down to the event itself, it's 38 bucks. So, and that starts at 530 down at Coast Hills Credit Union. So a lot going on, usually at 400 cars cruising, it's a party up and down El Camino Real, lots to check out. And then we have the next evening, we have Dancing in the Streets. That's back with both stepping out which is a South County Santa Maria band. So we're bringing in South County, um, as well as uh, Burning James and All Stars. So lots of fun with that. That'll start at 5 o'clock and go until 9, um, and just kind of have about 10 different vendors out there and a lot of dancing going on. So some good uh, things.
0: That, that, that's – geez, I, I think you hit almost almost everything. Um,
2: <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah.
0: So So – <laughs> yeah so take a step back so the movie's been go- the movies in the garden is what I'm taking yeah that's what I'm reading those yeah. have been going on for a little while how much longer are those going to continue because- we
2: have three movies total including Saturday night so we'll have um, August 28th is the next movie and then after that we'll have September 4th which is what we end with solo Star Wars story on mm-hmm. that evening so um, we have some good things coming up for that that keeps people busy
0: Having a four and a six-year-old, I will tell you, I've seen Raya uh, at least twelve times already.
1: Nice. Okay. Go well. for Thirteen. Go for. From 13. from like
0: third time to the eighth time, it got better, and then and then it's just and you know all the words. So. Yeah. But it's a good movie. People should come out and see it. And then okay, so the big cruising weekend. What weekend did you say that was?
2: That's this coming uh, August twentieth and twenty-first. So not this weekend, but next weekend. Two weeks from yeah. now. Picks off Friday night.
0: Okay. Now, one thing that maybe didn't get mentioned was the Showdown Cornhole Tournament.
2: Correct. Oh, you're keeping track of me now. (laughs) What's that? So our Cornhole Showdown Tournament, we're expanding it a little bit this year. We're including the Ravine Water Park, and I know that's outside of the city of Atascadero and and that's okay. We want to get as many Cornhole players as possible, and the thought process behind that one is um, the rivals of North County. So you have your Paso... Uh, Bearcats and you have your Toscadero Greyhounds, and if we get as many rivals out there as possible playing cornhole, um, you'll be able to enjoy the miniature golf uh, course at the Ravine Water Park, which is a brand new location there that they have built for this year, and there'll be a ton of cornhole boards set up. They're taking up to 40 teams. And then the next day, Sanford Gardens uh, will have 128 teams and there's a $3,000 cash prizes up to 16 people can win. So it's a bigger deal, um, but it's fun to kick it off in a different, at a different venue and really kind of bring some good attention to this uh, tournament that everybody's enjoying.
1: And Terry, what's the date of that one?
2: That's, uh, let's see, September 17th and 18th. Okay. So mark your calendars yeah. for September 17th at the ravine and the 18th um, here in Second Gardens, it's a Friday Saturday, so not that you need an excuse to get out of work, but Friday um, yeah. is that starts at noon, <laughs> so yeah. it is an all day thing, and there'll be some fun prizes with that. And we also have on that Saturday, Deja, uh, yeah, Deja Vu band is playing from twelve to two, so when they take a break, everybody can enjoy the band
1: um, on right. the evening. And it's still amazing weather up there; you don't have that whole you know marine layer coming in. No, so it's gorgeous. how did people these- How do people register for that? If they go to visit
2: atascadero.com and click on events, they'll click click on uh, Cornhole uh, Showdown Tournament for that date. Otherwise, they can go to Eventbrite and type in Showdown, and they'll access it that way. Um, The early bird deadline is coming up August 17th, so you want to really get in and get registered for that. Um, it's all donation based. So you're $60 per team or $80 per team for two people. Um, that goes to the Boys and Girls Club um, of the Central Coast, as well as Atascadero's Boy Scout Troop number 51, which does quite a bit up here in Atascadero. So
0: um, it's a
2: fun way to raise money.
0: Supporting awesome causes. Love to hear that.
1: For sure. So many activities. Right, yeah. love it.
0: It's and a lot. The, <laughs> and it, we talked about it last time, but the Brews and Burgers Trail, right? Yes. That, okay, so that's going on twenty-two hamburger restaurants. I understand.
1: Yes. What?
0: what day no of, way the, a Is that like any day of the week? When, when does this happen?
2: I know. Trust me. It's like wow. Um, so if you want to get a burger, you can do anything from The Habit to In-N-Out to um, Sylvester's Burgers to Jane Jay's Burgers. I mean, we have all kinds of different places to enjoy a hamburger here. And also the breweries. So we have Santa Maria Brewing, Dead Oak Brewing, Wildfields Brewing, Tent City Brewing. Um, we have uh, Bristol Cidery and also uh, the Poison Apple, which is our new one. We have the Rock and Tour Room. We have Fossil Wine Bar. So all within walking distance. And we're Open Container. So there you go. Yeah. That, there. I Really enjoy
0: that. The Vegas. I love it. There you go.
2: <laughs> That's new.
0: <laughs> I just made it up. Anyway.
2: Just my background a little. It's all. Yeah. New three here. Yeah.
0: That sounds. That sounds like there is really a ton going on now. All of this coupled with um, kids. Kids are going back to school, but uh For the rest of this area and for the valley, there, there's still a couple of weeks for everyone to come to town and visit, and uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, the Carlton. What other what other hotels are people? usually Oh going
1: yeah, to, really? talk to us about El Camino Real, right across the street yeah. from Sylvester's. What's happening?
2: Yes, that's the Plaza. So that's part of the block shops where you have the cream Creamery and the H and L. Um, beer shop, uh, beer and bottle shop. Um, they're going to have an Italian restaurant that will be our rooftop bar. There is a rooftop bar as part of the plaza. It's pretty cool. Um, as well as we have Clementine Cupcake Company that's going in and Lulu Cheese Girls. So they have quite a few things that they're filling in at this time at uh, La Plaza. Um, it's mixed use, so you also have your residential and your office space that people can you know, actually live there um beautiful suites so lots going on across the street from sunken gardens and then of course we have you know weekly our farmer's market from 3 to 6 p.m other things going on for those that are still kind of on you know summertime would be uh the charles paddock zoo and then tascadero lake park has the paddle boats out there and surrey bikes that you can ride around the lake um, so there's quite a bit going on. We have a rock snake that continues to be building. We submitted that for Guinness Book of World Records. And so yeah, we got lots of little things going on.
1: Wait, repeat that part. What about uh, Guinness Book of World Records? I missed we that. We have the World longest rock art, I think they call it art
2: exhibit, because each of the rocks are painted. So it's the slow painted rocks folks that started this project. We might have a rock fest. Just saying might happen <laughs> soon, sooner than later. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's really long. It's, um, last time we checked about 8,500 rocks and about, I don't want to say 1900 square
1: feet or whatever linear.
0: Nineteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't. That's
1: the engineer. Yeah, he knows <laughs> There you go. go. <laughs> exactly.
0: Hey, that's like 0. 0.4 miles. Why do I know that?
1: Anyway. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's 1.1 1. 1
2: miles around the lake excellent all right
0: yeah. hey we, we we really appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us and in case anybody doesn't know we all spend about 15 20 minutes together before all this starts so uh for a deputy city manager i know that's a heck of a commitment and uh, we, we sure appreciate you um, anything else just before we go besides the visit Tascadero website I assume that's just visit atascadero.com, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's, it, there's a lot going on, recreation as well, as up and rolling with our youth sports and all the things that we have over there. So it is nice to be kind of back, getting things opened and safe and fun. And so we're, we're all about that. So definitely uh, visit our website. So atascadero.org is the city website. And if you put virtual rec with that, then you get on our recreation page. So lots of fun.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we, we appreciate you circling back with us, and uh, I think we're going to see you again in about a month and a half. Thank you so much, Terry Banish.
1: All right. Thanks, Terry. Have see a good day. you yeah. too. Bye bye.
0: All right. Bye. So, all right. Ah, they're here. They're here. Hi, friends. They're, and they're alone. weird. <laughs> There's not. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the screen got funny. Time Whoa. in
3: like
0: 18 months. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Quint children made it to uh, the Westline Studios and and did something with Fred's stuff. Uh, we're experiencing what's known as technical difficulties, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
1: All is well. How many? The,
0: audio, the audio shall continue. <laughs> ah, there you are. All right. Welcome back. So uh, like I mentioned before, your guys' bios are um, impressive, also lengthy. So I will just introduce these two folks, Andrea, as, as a couple of folks. I think the, yes, the first time I went to Quintessa was to meet up with Fred, our producer. It was the first in two conversations of him convincing me to do this, that we're here today. (laughs) So we have him to thank for that. And um, I think the second time I went there was to uh, debriefing as, as as a board member for the county chamber. And we have the chair of the board, Jill Quint, here with us today. Right, and, right. and and Jack, who, whose email address is John, and so I, I always get confused, but I, I think we can call him Jack. I think it's Which okay. Yeah. So welcome what is to, it really? Yeah, welcome to the both of you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Welcome, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: you. We're excited to be
0: here. Have you guys met Andrea before today?
1: Yes. Chamber <laughs> Excellent. Yes.
0: Good, I think good it was time. at
1: the end of the pier, and then maybe Vespera, too, perhaps? Yeah
0: both of them check and double check yep perfect perfect so i mean obviously you know you guys have uh is it quintessa or quintessa
3: quintessa
0: okay thank you coffee roasters and that that's in oceano right on highway one um black building can't mistake it total landmark when you drive through oceano and uh we're gonna get a little bit into why you guys are there um, there's a lot more than just coffee going on but uh, you guys have an incredible story I think and that's why I'm really excited to have you guys here today so before coffee in the central coast take us back to Chicago what were mm-hmm. you guys doing uh you made it to Seattle at some point and then back here
3: should probably- walk, walk us
0: through chi- chi- how, how the Chicago Seattle central coast thing how did that all go
3: we should probably start in Seattle. I went to Cal Poly. Well, I guess I can bring you back even before that. I went to, I grew up in the Central Valley and grew up coming over to Pismo for my entire life. <laughs> and then I went to Cal Poly. And so that was kind of the point in which I personally fell in love with the Central Coast. Um, and then after, after I graduated from Cal Poly, I went up to Seattle to get my, um, do some graduate work in accounting. And that was how I met him. He's born and bred in Seattle. Are you a Seahawks fan?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> just checking, just checking.
3: All
0: Where Niners on this side.
1: <laughs> yep, Niner fan over here.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry, continue on, I have my apologies.
0: So, if we're uh, still friends, continue.
4: Jill and I started dating in graduate school, um, season ticket holder, So we used to go Seahawks games all the time. Yeah. Um, And we uh, both got our CPAs. I was in tax, she was in audit. We started our careers um, in Seattle. Um, I ended up taking a two year rotation in Washington, DC. So we got engaged, uh, moved out to DC, got married while we were there. Back in Seattle at the end of my rotation for a couple of years, and an opportunity within PwC came up in Chicago. So about five years ago, we moved out to Chicago, um, kind of pursuing the PwC partner route. Right. Um, We had um, a couple young kids at that point. And um, as I got up to the kind of manager director level, I was doing um, really um, complicated international structuring IPO readiness type work um, that just kept me from home a lot. Um, I was, you know, not only working a lot, but I was traveling. And um, as we, as our family was growing, it was just not what I want to do with the rest of my life. I, I want, you know, I, I loved our kids, and I want to, you know, invest more time at home. So, um, the idea of a coffee roaster sprang from us just kind of reevaluating what we were doing, how we wanted to spend our time. Um, I realized I didn't want to work um, as a consultant for big companies the rest of my life. I wanted to do something smaller scale, more intimate, uh, more personal to Jill and I. So. Uh, we wrote a business plan to create an organic coffee roaster we were going to launch in Chicago and decided to head back west. Yeah. Um, Jill's mom threw out the central coast and we were kind of looking for somewhere with small business support that we really wanted to live that wasn't uh, saturated with organic coffee and you know I was thinking it's on highway one it's on the California coast forget it and when I looked at the area it kind of checked all the boxes and and it was also Jill's favorite place ever, so that uh, helps. I'm sure, she it. didn't sell it at all.
1: <laughs> so no, we could it not be.
4: Yeah, we flew out, drove up to Morro Bay, and, and you know went went to Gus's and slow. And I was like, oh my god, this place is amazing. <laughs> so we we uh, had to wait for Jill to finish the teaching contract, and we ended up um, pregnant with our third. Waited to have
0: that baby, and then we moved out here. How did it feel to be pregnant? That's interesting.
3: I, I spent more of my last adult life being not. So.
0: No, I, I, I was just asking Jack because he said we. Don't worry. When we had our kids, I said we too. Don't worry.
1: I love me. that. It's, it's you guys did it together. So might as well uh, be yeah. pregnant together too. I mean, come on. <laughs> so that's your story back to California. How did you guys end up right there? Cienega, Highway 1, amazing coffee, by the way. So we moved
4: out here knowing we wanted to start somewhere in this area, obviously, and we started looking um, for an area that was kind of up and coming, Um, you know, had that small business support, got a lot of traffic, and and did have a bunch of coffee. So we started slow, you know, there's not a ton of coffee in slow, There's, there's quite a bit, but it just wasn't quite the vibe we were looking for uh looked at a atascadero looked in um up in cambra looked down santa marino pomo and one day i was just driving through oceano and was like what is this this makes no sense to me.
3: <laughs> this empty vacant building that was yeah. this perfect location uh, on highway one how can we
1: not <laughs>
3: I, saw, I saw a big empty
4: building i saw you know the the traffic on highway one um, made the you know talk to the post office, talk to other business owners in Oceano, and everyone said, "Oh, Oceano's great. All the tourists come up Highway One because they don't you know they're doing the scenic route." Um, so I realized that to be on Highway One, you know, it's either going to be locals commuting or it's going to be um, tourists kind of joyriding. So I thought, you know, this is a great location where we're going to get a lot of people kind of looking for for somewhere to stop. Um, like I said, Oceano just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, being so close to Pismo, being so close to really developed areas. And as close to the beach as it is, I thought, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, I could really see this area kind of developing around us. Right. Uh, so, so that's why we ended up in Oceano. And how what long have you
1: been there? Sorry, Ron.
4: About two and a half, two years, two and a half years, two
1: and a
4: half. Yeah. And it's starting to happen. So we're starting to see see a lot of movement, investment coming into the area. It's it's right. slowly, but um, it is happening, which mm-hmm. is great.
1: So
0: so. Um... I have kind of like a set list here. I'm not going through the set list. So no, it's great to have these kind of uh, evolve organically. Um, Like coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So (laughs) you you get to Oceano and you get to be open for not very long before COVID. And I know there's challenges there that that we'll probably even talk about. Um, But um, talk about the challenges. I mean, what was the plan when you guys went in? And I know there were some adjustments pretty quickly thereafter. I kind of want to hear a little bit of that story. It's good backstory, I think.
4: So the plan, we were kind of replicating a business that my aunt and uncle started outside of um, Seattle about 15 years ago. So the way they run it is uh, my aunt runs the coffee shop and my uncle runs the roaster production wholesale business. So that was our game plan. Um, Got open and then... um, became pregnant with twins and
3: 2 months after we opened
4: the store Joel worked the bar as long as she can but in about 4 or 5 months it just it was time I time was literally
1: like 8
3: months
4: pregnant at one point working behind the bar with twins
1: Oh my goodness that's when you need to be like on bed rest like honey I need food Don't. <laughs>
4: So, oh, I, you're working. Hmm. So I jumped in to manage the bar. Um, we were small enough at the time that it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, had the twins. I kind of staffed up a little bit and just thought, okay, you know, this is, it was scary. I was like, this is going to be rough, but, you know, we'll get through it. Um, had the babies, got through the first couple of months, and I was like, boom, COVID. COVID.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so we
4: right into
0: the, the next big challenge. Yeah, the twins were right. born February of
3: 2020, and then COVID was March 2020.
0: yeah. Well, and so, so two things that you you hit on first, first, Jack, I've gotten to hear Jill's version of the story. I I really, I really need to hear, I really need to hear what the events looked like on the day that you found out you were going from a family of three children to five.
4: Yeah. So um, I had taken pride in being to every single ultrasound appointment up until this point. And this one just so happened to land on a day that a buddy of mine had been planning to go fishing. And so we had this whole plan of, we're going to go to the beach. Jill's going to go to this appointment. We're going to plan this fun beach day where the girls will hang out with the kids while we're out fishing. And Jill came back from the appointment and told me we were having twins. And I just like couldn't process had a million thoughts. You know, it was, it was good. I was excited, but um, I'm thinking like, he okay, thought I was just, joking. Uh, of course I thought it was just a good one. Um it was like, April Fools. How, you know, how are we gonna run the business? How is our house gonna be, you know, uh, structured properly? Like, do we have a car that can fit five
1: <laughs> All those dad <laughs> brain things that go
4: through your head? Too. Room, like just trying to figure out the logistics and I turn around and my buddy's got the canoe, like his vest on, the poles. He's like been waiting for this and I was just like <laughs> So I, I need to go like let's reschedule on a day where we're we'll
3: gonna
4: um so I bailed on the fishing and we went home and I started like measuring car seats and trying to you
0: know. so, so your head your head wasn't into the into the fishing that day.
4: At that point <laughs> Yeah, was, you officially know, clear your head, but it wasn't happening that day.
0: <laughs> it's understandable. I totally tried to find it. One of my favorite pictures of you guys. I think it's freaking magic how you did this. But on a recent trip, uh, I think you guys went to Washington and back. There's a photo inside of definitely a car you found that fits five car seats. All five children are asleep at the same time. Weird. And it's day. How did you do that? Yeah, boredom. It, it happens rarely.
1: Boredom. <laughs> wow!
0: That was a magic moment. You guys caught. Wow.
1: Yeah. now I need to go research. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
3: but, so
0: um, a thing that maybe I didn't hear you, you, you yeah. touch on, I, I think, wasn't part of the plan that you're going to have a different job at first too for a little bit. And yeah. But, so, and, and I think this is part of the. It's part of the story. Like you, you guys came in and we had a plan. And so many things happened and we had to adjust. And so I just, I wanted to make sure that we, if we, come, if, you know, I don't want to overstep, but if, if there's something more. The have
3: been pivoting
4: since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. When we, when we came out, we had, you know, three really young kids. And I was, I was kind of excited about doing, I, I knew I wanted out of what I was doing um, at PwC. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know if we were ready to launch into coffee. Um, you know, it was still kind of a, a a plan, a business plan, and not a revenue stream, obviously. So right. uh, we kind of talked about, well, maybe, maybe the big corporate work isn't your thing. Maybe, you know, I have an uncle, another uncle who's um, a small CPA, and he has local businesses. And so we thought, well, that'd be, maybe we'll give that a shot. And we found um, a local firm out here, and I gave that a shot. And um, my, you know, my heart just wasn't in it. You know, I did it for six or eight months. It wasn't a great fit um you know, I, I went from international structuring to um just very different kind of work and you know yeah. i can't have a higher level but i didn't really have the groundwork to do um the type of individual planning they did so right. after six months you know the the owner of the firm and i we were just kind of both banging our heads against the wall and said you know what it's just it's not a good fit um my heart was in coffee i had kind of told him about that and we just made the decision to plug and go for it full-time
0: so nice so that that Real quick, we got a question from Twitter, the Twitterverse. Sure. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to own a coffee shop?
3: Come see us.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, we 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 have a great time with it. Um, you know, it is tight margin, tight margins. Um, it's kind of a business. So, absolutely, if you're trying to figure out the layout, the machines, um, what you need find a coffee roaster tell them that you're interested in setting up a coffee shop and you're potentially interested in partnering with them Um, and that's really how you get started
0: Um, all right i mean it's probably more than 140 characters but i think it's gonna work okay that's a twitter joke i
1: don't know (laughs) i was like i don't do twitter (laughs) i don't Okay. i get it though i believe you i believe
0: oh you, you right. guys have a
1: really cool setup in there too as soon as you walk in the bars on this side and they've got those really cool roasters so is that yeah. where you hang out all all day doing your that's thing that's
0: an entire story too
4: so anyway, oh. uh, that's right uh,
0: you know that
4: the. Uh, we have a business to uh, business, you know, production side. So um, where we're really trying to grow our business is getting our coffee into other coffee shops and other local businesses. So it was important to us that you walk in and instead of just seeing a coffee shop, you see the roaster, you see the big bags of green coffee. Yeah. Um, and we want people to just get interested about coffee in general. A lot of people don't know that coffee's roasted, that coffee comes green, that coffee comes from different countries. Or like that grapes. it's actually
3: a seed and not it, a bean. It's a
4: seed, it's not a bean, so... Um, part part of our vision of the of the business was getting people to ask more questions about what they're consuming. You know, right. situation specifically coffee. So we wanted that
0: uh, to be part of the experience when you came in. Well, I know some folks that are wh- wholesale customers. Uh, that family eat? loves their coffee. Let me tell you, <laughs> and do, do not tell my kids their seeds. They'll be planted every, in the <laughs> turf. <even. laughs>
3: growing a coffee plant though yeah. in this environment. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So b- before we get into the roaster, which I think is kind of an I- interesting thing to talk about, the um Jill, your background as um the CPA, now you're CFO. Um
1: mom extraordinaire.
0: Uh, yeah, well I, I think one it's like I don't want to name drop, but it's kind of like you had you had some big clients in your in your past.
3: I did. So Jack and I both did we worked for so Pricewaterhouse or PWC yeah. is an international and they they take on the largest names they' one of they're one of the big four I guess is what they call them yeah. and they the, all, the big four tend to bring take on all the biggest clients everywhere um, so we had right. fortune 500 companies in our, our list of previous clients.
0: Maybe even pe- maybe even billionaires in the space race. We'll just put it that
3: way. <laughs> we did work in Seattle, so if that, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, and that's incredible. And so I, I think one of the one of the most important parts of your guys' story that we could ever tell is that um, here you are, and I understand that you're doing something that makes you guys happy, and you, you get to spend the time with the family, and it's a quality of life trade. All the things that I try to sell to people when I'm trying to recruit engineers from other places, <laughs> you know, uh, and you guys just up and, and did it. I mean,
1: even though really you s- were like handed little like fist punches from here to here from 2018, like little surprises. And then, hey, there's COVID. And then, hey, yeah. we're going to have more babies and we need to figure out car situation. But you guys are doing it. So that's really admirable. Good job. I don't know. We like it. We like, we like excitement, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay, it, yes. You must, you must. So, so just something real simple to get into. We all, we all have to deal with it. We're still dealing with it. How did, how has, how is COVID impacting it? Mm. How, how did it? You can, you can touch that part, right?
1: Sense. We certainly got the
3: initial blow that everybody else did. There were, we were able to weather it um, somewhat uniquely because we were in a growth startup or we're still in a growth startup phase. Um, but we, I, Jack Jack is a bit more in tune with kind of the day-to-day though at the shop, so i let...
4: Yeah, I mean, we had to just pivot and scramble and kind of hustle as, as everyone else did. We, you know, we weren't going to get foot traffic in the shop for a couple months, so we did free local deliveries and I was driving around dropping off bags of coffee. Um, we were lucky that we did have that uh, retail side of our business. If we were just a coffee shop, I think it would have been much tougher, but we just were able to rely on the kind of... Web sales, um, we did call-in orders. We we did everything we could. Um, I think the the bigger challenge was just managing the information and disseminating it to um, our customers as well as our staff. Um, you know, the the needle was changing, and and you know, new things were coming out every day. And a lot of the um, organizations that were supposed to be providing guidance were um, contradicting each other, and and you know, our our staff were reading things on the news and asking us about it, and. Just really kind of keeping everybody um, on the same page. Um, Managing the mask mandates was was really tough, Um, just because you know when they started holding businesses liable for for enforcing these policies, um, we really had to to dig in and and manage that. Um, So it was it was scary. not thinking, you know, every day, I, I think we're making the right decision. Here's the information that's out there. You know, as of today, it doesn't say we have to make customers wear masks. And then a week later, okay, now we have to <laughs> make our customers wear masks. And um, so so just um, having to adjust on the fly, uh, it was just kind of a constant thing. We're still dealing with it now, you know? Yeah. Um, Even more so, we have supply chain issues now
3: as a result of COVID. So we're having difficulty getting our green coffee in because a lot of it is just sitting on boats and ports waiting to be unloaded. That's, that's that's the bigger challenge. Yeah. So from what we've heard from all of our carriers is that so many people have ordered things online and jammed up all of these channels, stuff just coming over on boats. Um, it, It has now affected a lot of the legitimate supply chains that it was just an unexpected result of this kind of online ordering for 18 months.
0: Right. Well, mm. uh geez. Supply I mean everything in construction, uh, mm. that's what I think of when I'm thinking of supply chains. I would never would have thought that coffee would be impacted. That's yeah, it's really hit everybody.
4: And, yeah, you know, coffee, bags, bags, all, all that yeah. Good stuff. the
3: labor shortage is another one that we're seeing that's causing supply chain issues. A lot of our normal um, companies that the supplier bags and stuff have normal lead times of four to six weeks, and now they're at lead times of 10 to 12 weeks or more, and sometimes don't know if they can deliver, and that's directly related, related to the labor shortage.
0: Got it, got it. Yeah. Well, a little departure. We got another question from somebody watching on the Linked Local Network. Um, they want to know about what of your coffee is the strongest caffeine-wise? <laughs> What bean and what roast type?
4: So this is a really tricky question. I, I answer it almost every day and it's a little bit nuanced. Yeah. Um, there's um, a lot of information out there saying that light roast has more caffeine. And so um, it's, it's a really common misconception that, you know, look for the lightest coffee bean you can find because it's going to be the most caffeinated. Um mm-hmm. That's partially true. So,
3: If you're comparing bean to bean, that is correct. (laughs) So
4: as you roast coffee um, from light to dark, it um, loses density and it loses a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of caffeine. Okay. When you make a cup of coffee, you make a double shot of espresso. Um, It's all based on weight. So I use 17 grams of espresso when I pull a shot. Um, When you use a darker roast, you're going to have more physical beans in that dose than if you use a lighter roast. So if you make a cup of coffee, if you do it right, you do it by, you weigh it out. Um, So if you use 30 grams of coffee to make a cup of coffee, you'll visibly see the difference. If we use our lighter roast, it's going to look like this. If we use our darker roast, it's going to look like that. So when you buy a bag of coffee at our shop, um, if you buy a dark roast, the bag's like packed. If you buy a lighter roast, it's like three quarters full. Um, So where I'm headed with that is, It's kind of a wash. When people say um, strongest, they usually mean um, the ratio. So, less water to more coffee makes it a stronger flavor. Um, What they mean stronger in terms of caffeine, your best bet, you know, find one you like, you're going to get caffeinated, um, you know, and and just kind of go from there. So, it's it's a tough one to answer. Um, People for me to say the light roast has the most um, caffeine, but then people tell me all the time, oh, you have a dark roast and I got, four shots of espresso and I can't sleep so I say find one that you really enjoy drinking and yeah, yeah it's not a decaf um find
1: I did that one time I bought decaf I didn't know I did and I'm like I can't wake up and my sister-in-law's like dummy you bought decaf oh my Why god do I? like, oh, that's right. You're right. No wonder why we're having a hard time on Saturday morning.
0: No placebo effect either, huh? (laughs) Thank you for
1: that information. I feel educated now.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we we talked a moment about why you selected the spot in Oceano. I think um, we'd uh, be selling you short to not give some space to this part of it. I mean, I I think that you guys really are um, you come from a place where not only are you in Oceano, you, you want to be rooted there, a part of the community for a long time to come. And I don't think a lot of places have really sticked their claim there and said they wanted to do that. And I, I just maybe a little bit from you guys about why and, and and what is it about the community that you guys love and and what do you see into the future?
3: I mean we so when we originally selected Oceano, a lot of it was what we talked about before kind of the location the there was this art culture there's a food culture down there and it kind of it feeds off of the 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 rest of five cities too um but another thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to be in a community we wanted to be the community coffee shop we wanted the locals to come to that we specifically looked for a building with a a extensive parking lot so that, that it wasn't this kind of like crazy like trying to find street parking we we thankfully have both parking lot and street parking but it there were there was some strategy into why this particular building um, and then Oceano didn't have a coffee shop and there is no coffee grand is the closest coffee shop going north and then it's Napomo i think going south and there's a Starbucks in Napomo so it was it was definitely it, we were going to kind of give this little community space to Oceano which was also part of the appeal
0: mm.
1: yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you're really close to the melodrama and all the places up there, too. And right. It so kind of
3: speaks to why we actually love the community. So not only do we know all of our locals because all the locals come to, to the, our coffee shop, but then the other businesses that are in the area, too, there's this wonderful camaraderie amongst the Oceano businesses. And they kind of, they all work together and they they help each other and they make sure that everybody's doing okay. And like um, the Melodrama, they were the first people to buy coffee from us as a wholesale customer, and they, yeah. um, and then that, you know, that trickled into Sylvester's, and it trickled into Old Wands, and so now we have, and so yeah, for us, it's like they came out and they wanted to help us, and uh, so far that's been the consistent. We've just had a ton of help from everyone in
4: Oceano. We did get a lot of weird looks, like when I was building it out. <laughs> I got this weird like. Is this the gentrification? Are you here to kind of push everybody out of Oceano? And I spent a lot of hours walking through Oceano in my Quintessa hat, you know, giving out coffee and waving to people. And I go over to the laundromat, and give kids hot chocolate and just say, hey, look, this is a community space. Like we're not, yes, we're out of towners. Yes, we're outsiders. But um, it took a long time to get people to come in. You know, every every day, to, even now today, we have people come in and say, wow, I've, I've lived up the street or I've driven by every day and I've never actually come in here. Um, so it, it took some time to get people comfortable, but um, it, it's really taken taken
0: taken off. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So for for any roasting nerds that are still listening, let, let's talk about the San Francisco roaster that, that you got there. I, I see I see pictures of it all over Instagram.
3: Yeah. The company is San Franciscan. To answer Andrea's question,
0: <laughs> they're
3: not from San Francisco. They're out of Carson City, Nevada.
4: So it's like a big um, roaster. Uh, Kind of production companies, manufacturers, and uh, when we were traveling across the country, again, our our business model was you know small, handcrafted, um, mom and pop shop. Uh, We really wanted something on a small scale. I stopped by a coffee roaster in Denver because our car broke down, which is another story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it did. Of course
1: it
3: did. Yeah. We had uh, two dogs and uh, three three kids at the time. We didn't have the twins yeah. yet.
4: <laughs> so I put them on a plane to Fresno. But So I had some time to kill in Denver, went into a, a coffee roaster that I had won a couple of awards, um, met the owner. Uh, he had these two cool San Franciscan roasters. I had no idea what they were. Um, he said, oh, this is a small company that builds them by hand out of Carson City. I'm like, okay, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. It's a small company. You know, If I have Technical questions, I call the owner's brother, who's also a coffee roaster. Yeah. you know they're beautiful machines. We got ours um, refurbished. It's about twenty years old. It's one of the first machines that San Francisco produced. It was in uh, Boulder, Colorado, Colorado, for about twenty years. So um, it's just a workhorse. I mean, it's a great. It's a great company to be partnered with. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're very happy. With our they've roaster. been
3: great. They've been a wonderful partner, and they're they advocate for their all their coffee shops. They have a ton of roasters now all throughout the United States, and I think they even have some internationals. So, <laughs> company to work with.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, just about every time I go in there, uh, Jack is either roasting or he's bagging up something that he already roasted. So, I think that's a cool part of the experience, right? You <laughs> have this retail thing. There's this retail thing going on, and behind you you know, there's somebody actually working their butt off, right? (laughs) Everybody is, but this guy's, yeah. And and you won't even know, you wouldn't even know unless you knew that it was Jack that uh, one of the owners is back there, (laughs) right?
4: Someone told me the other day, so you're an owner. I thought you were just some punk surfer kid. I was like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you. It's
0: good. You know, maintain your anonymity while you can. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, one day you won't be able to walk down the street without people recognizing
4: you. When people ask me I'm owner, I said my wife is. I so talk to Joe,
1: <laughs> and I'm never there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out.
0: That's perfect. That is perfect. Well, um, you know, I, I guess for me the last question that I really have is what's coming in the future? What do you see in the future? How does your community help you get there? What can can we do something? What do we need to do? How
4: can we help? Absolutely. So. Uh, the, one of the bigger challenges of COVID that I did not um, touch on was the business to business side of our, um, operation our really was at night. a standstill. So yeah. we are now pivoting and trying to get our coffee into more businesses. So anybody, you know, with a coffee program or somebody that's starting a cafe, a bakery, a restaurant, a bar, um, we're really trying to grow our business to business, um, relationships. So, um, that that's really kind of where we're headed. And a
3: little bit about our coffee specifically. So we are specialty coffee. Everything we have is organic specialty coffee. So that's, that's a very specific niche. It it can be used for anything, but they're like, if somebody's starting an organic shop, like we would definitely be somebody to consider for that um, because we do fit that niche as well as any, any niche for coffee really. But um, so specialty coffee is a special designation that we have. It's, similar to grapes um the when you have a bottle of wine and you grade it on a scale of zero to 100 that's the same thing that green coffee is graded on and so everything that we have has to be graded 80 or above in order to have that specialty coffee designation um so that that's specific to us and then everything we get is organic so that's the other and we're the the production facility so not the cafe but the roasting side is completely certified organic by ccof so the the central or not central california it's uh california farmers no yeah it's it's the it's the california one i can't remember the office. ccof we'll <laughs> leave it at that
0: fair enough yeah, you, you can um, google so it if you want i
1: believe you yep <laughs> yep so, so that's how we can help i love it i'm already thinking about th- different organic shops and different right.
0: little- well and, and i think you know, I mean, you can name drop a little bit. You got some pretty cool restaurants that, that have picked you guys up and in other places. What, what, are, what are some of the recent ones? I've seen some good some nice yeah. places.
4: Grover Beach Sour has kind of been there from the beginning. Um, Spoon Tree Grover Beach has been fantastic. Um, we just partnered with Old Juan's Cantina, so they're serving our coffee as well. Um, Part in yeah.
3: my, yeah. my French and Grover Beach.
4: Um, oh, Part my French and Grover Beach. I thought you were about to cuss.
1: I know, me too. I was like, ah!
3: So bring it,
4: we yes. have the out. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a cool bike shop in Santa Maria, Main Street Cycles, that we're working with, cool. um, and we're helping a lady. Back to your question about how do you start a coffee shop? She wanted to start a coffee cart, didn't know how to do it, and I kind of <laughs> Ron's like, huh? it's "Actually, they're all over Seattle. It's just not not here." Yeah, um, bring so it. Got her um, set up, and she's about to launch at Windmill Farm in the Palm. Yeah so oh, nice. good things in the works
3: so she'll be homegrown coffee company so look for she's coming online here pretty soon so that's, oh, guys. Awesome. that's it's, it's,
1: bug, it's, guys good job
4: yeah anybody that's looking to start a coffee shop but doesn't know logistically where to start part of our value add there is, is really consulting them through it so, mm-hmm. so and so then I'm, how do we get a hold, hold of you, you? like that
3: Wait, you can get all <laughs> of him <laughs>
4: uh, well, facebook um jack at quintessa coffee roasters you can go to our website here contact us yeah um you can stop by our shop on front street
3: yeah uh, nineteen forty-five front street is the address and one of us is usually there usually okay. him i'm at home with the kiddos all the
4: time
0: <laughs> i won't say which job i think starter oh, <laughs>
1: any disagreement dims <laughs> fighting words you watch it
0: hey it's, there's a reason it's five after five and i'm still here <laughs> i love them but wow that's a hard job yeah yeah well well, hey thank you you two. it's been a lot of fun um i knew it was gonna be uh and without booze today that's weird we didn't drink that's so strange oh. i know Oh, what kind of like,
1: hotel is this? It's
0: only Tuesday afternoon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, thank thank you so much. Um, and I and I hope that uh, in a year or maybe less than a year, there's um, you know, I don't want to say a pivot, but some uh more light to bring out of this story that you might want to share with us, and we'd we'll be glad to have you on again, of course. And,
1: Absolutely, we can. Yeah. Maybe there'll be more babies too no we're good
3: that would
0: be a pivot that uh, yeah five five's five's probably enough i i don't know
1: what about me me? it doesn't necessarily mean them yeah okay
0: well you don't ever want to talk about your personal stuff here so i (laughs) I
1: didn't
0: think we were going to go there sorry about that you guys Andrew, were
1: great. Thank you Andrew's so much. you're getting married
0: in October, and, you know, she's thinking about adding to the team, so just just Good. saying.
1: Congratulations. Yeah. We'll see.
0: <laughs> just don't send Steve fishing that, that day that you go. You
1: might have to do that. Babe, guess what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he might freak out a little bit.
1: Uh, wow. He's going to.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, um, and think think the brother i think somebody's brother came into town and is was watching all five children right now um
1: i
3: I think you're
0: paying him by the hour right so you guys are about to lose money on this deal (laughs) we we appreciate you so much and uh again they're on front street and quintessacoffeeroasters.com i think and all over the facebook if you know where my facebook or andrea's is you probably ran into a quintessa ad sometime today and um hey What else can we say? Thanks again. Hope to see you soon. Thank you,
1: guys. See you soon.
0: All right. I I think we're good for today.
1: You're great for today. If you want to
0: call it a day.